And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. Very, <gasps> no! It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. I'm Rebecca Black. And coming up today, we are going to have an update on our Elsa doll. Yay! I yeah. know, which has kind of blown up. The I whole know. Elsa, we have all these new followers now I love on it. Twitter and Instagram. Actually, I think our new followers on Instagram are courtesy of the Booze and Bourbon Girls. Okay, that works for me. All these people were sharing the Elsa doll story. Well, and Emily, who told us the Elsa doll story, she's the owner. She said that she's like, I'm only, t- I'm sending people all your way. Thank you for getting my story right. If you have not listened right now, just go to the episode before this one, yes. episode three, season two. No, episode three, season three. Yes. That's where we are. And take a listen to it because it was really, really good. I but- gotta say, it was one of my favorite episodes. Which gives us freedom to suck this time. Right? So if we need to suck, <laughs> the last one was so good. We can, we can be a little we crappy this time. We can But we're going to have an update on the Elsa doll story in just a little bit. We also have multiple stories about these like ghostly babysitters. Ooh. Yeah, which is way scarier than it sounds. So that's coming up in just a little bit. But first, tell them what we've got online. Dude, we've got t-shirts. We've got our um, protection charms with, uh, I can never say that Ventaglio. right. Ventaglio. Thank you. I always want to say vintage Aglio, and I'm like, that's, that's not, not right. it. That's not it. Ventaglio jewelry. There are protection charms. They're beautiful. Of course, you can find those all at hauntedaf.com. That's just another way to support the podcast. Yeah, it all is. of that money, it all goes back into right the back podcast. into this. We don't spend it. Trust yeah, us. Uh, believe me. <laughs> I have a little bit of important business that I need to tend to right now. Okay. I'm heading to New Orleans <gasps> in a couple of weeks. When? You Why? Yes. I know it's the weekend before Mardi Gras. I'm going because it's just one of my girlfriends. It's a big birthday of her, so we're all going out to New Fun. Orleans for the weekend. Oh my I'm gosh, so and excited. Like, New Orleans is the most haunted place ever on earth. That's my thing. Where should I go? And listen, I don't want and not I'm not shooting down haunted tours. I love haunted tours. I love all you, the ghosty stuff. But I want something yes, big, the new, real deal. Legit. I yes. want the real deal. So if you know something like your friend just was in New Orleans and went to this hotel, something happened. There has to be please. a guaranteed ghost yes. spook place. So yeah, reach out hauntedaf.com hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com go to Twitter Facebook any of those places and just let us know because I oh want to be there I know I wish you could come I'm so excited for you though because it's going to be a blast okay have you seen the Bigfoot story that we put on Facebook yet I'm pulling it I'm up like, I'm like I've only seen headlines because I wanted to be surprised okay Tony Zaza who is a guy I used to do a morning show with here love in Dallas Tony. yeah yes. so he's down in Florida now still yeah. killing it and he knows how much I love Bigfoot he yes. sent me a Bigfoot story that's awesome it is the greatest but it's like okay I don't want to say legit you say Uh it's a legit Bigfoot story and everybody laughs at you but it's like Bigfoot spotted in Washington and they have video of Bigfoot like (gasps) I swear that's what it looks like okay so here's the video and he's just kind of walking around I'm so excited oh right (laughs) he's like 
He's on a, a mission. He's adorable. He's a Bigfoot on a mission, hiking up a hill. Doesn't he look like, yeah, like mm-hmm. just a normal day, like an afternoon. He's like, man, got to get out and get like some firewood yeah. or something. Got to go out, kill a rabbit oh, or something. The family's hungry. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, he seems sweet. He seems great. I want to be his BFF. We need a Bigfoot BFF. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I get the Harry and the Hendersons vibe from him. I totally do too. I love it. And Where's it's John funny because just a couple days ago, Bruce Faulkner, who always sends us great stuff, yes. he sent a photo from the same area where they really? had found, and it was a photo of Bigfoot standing next to a pine tree. Maybe I, this is the, the year he makes his appearances. The only thing is, is, doesn't he try to hide? Isn't he supposed to be stealthy? This guy's just like, duh, 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 just no, kind of stomping through the snow. Maybe he's tired of living in fear, and he's like, this is my year, man. I'm coming out. Oh my gosh. Maybe it's kind of like The Missing Link. Did you ever see that movie? with Zach Galifianakis and yeah, Hugh Jackman. That sounds vaguely familiar. Well, it won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature and it beat out Toy Story. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Bigfoot's like, F this ass, man. I'm going public. <laughs> yes, like, maybe it's happening for real. Right, people love me. I'm going to make this happen. That's amazing. Read the story. Okay, this so let me, article. this actually comes from BellinghamHerald.com. Bigfoot must be traveling through Washington State this week, which, by the way, I was just in Washington State. And remember, I was looking for you Bigfoot. anything. What if my yells brought him out into the public eye <laughs> let's just go ahead and say that you did it i did it thank uh, you rebecca Haunted af takes credit for that mm-hmm. uh, okay the washington state department of transportation had a front row seat to this bigfoot earlier this week the department apparently captured photos of the creature on its sherman pass on on its sherman state pass on state route, route 20, 20 webcam, webcam. <laughs> that's how you know it's legit it came from a webcam uh, now officials are saying they have video of the legend in a completely different location walking along the wildlife overcrossing on Interstate 90. This is like exactly, I'm not joking, where, where I was were? at. He's sniffing you out, lady. I know, he's following me. He's going to be here soon. That's how attractive my Bigfoot sound sounded. It's going to take a while though, because he's trudging along. Yeah, you know? he's a little slow. He's a little slow, definitely. He's an old Bigfoot. <laughs> Cut him some slack. So go check that out. We've got it on our Facebook page. I'll put it at hauntedaf.com. It's on our Twitter page. Honestly, by the time you listen to this podcast, I mean, it was already it's blowing everywhere. up this morning. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen it by now. But I want so badly for Bigfoot to be real. Me too. And I want him to be this guy. Yes. You know? So we got to get an update on Elsa. I've been trying so hard to get this Chris Hogan to come on the yes. podcast with us. And, and he won't. It's because he's a science guy. And, and so, he doesn't believe in any of this. Right. So I think that's part of the reason he doesn't want to discredit himself. Okay. And, and, uh, I, I can get that. Yeah, but he did say, quote, she is still on the Jeep parked in my shop. I think her arms have moved down what? slightly, but it's probably just because of gravity pulling them down. Also, she randomly laughs at me. It's creepy as f- <laughs> but it's likely caused by a short in the electronics or something. So you can follow him at Hogan698 on Twitter. And um, he is kind of funny because he has another haunted doll. So he has them kind of pairing up oh, right okay. now. Do we want them to hang out? I don't know. Two haunted dolls together? Combining their evil forces. Right? to come and get us all. Yeah, it's probably a horrible idea, but you should follow him anyhow just because he does tweet a mm-hmm. lot of really funny stuff. We'll keep you posted on that story. Let's see if we can get Gabby on the phone. Hello. Hi, is this Gabby? Hi, yes it is. Hey Gabby, this is Julie and Rebecca from the Haunted AF Podcast. How are you? I'm good, how are you? We are good. So you need to tell us a little bit about this haunted bar that you work at. So it was built in the 1800s. And this is in Fargo, North Dakota also? Yep. Are you allowed to tell Definitely. us the name of the bar? Yeah, can you tell us the name? I don't work there anymore. I don't mind. Okay, <laughs> tell us. It's called a Rosie's Beast 
Bistro. Rosie's Bistro. Okay, got it. Okay, so it was built in the late 1800s, and I think there's like more than one ghost there, to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because the experiences we've had are pretty like, she's not mean or anything, you know what I'm saying? But then the janitors, they'll say that the upstairs can be like aggressive almost. Really? So you were kind of, you were kind of taunting it, right? You came in, you had to tell us what you were doing, because this is such a Rebecca thing to do. I know, I know. No, it's great. I I love it. Tell tell her what you did. So me and my coworkers were going out for drinks and I was with my boss and we had to go back to the restaurant for some reason. It was closed. So we walk in and I was saying things like, I believe the Bloody Mary. I was trying to scare my coworkers. I was saying things like that. Red rum, red rum. I know, literally. That's exactly what Rebecca and I would do. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and honestly, nothing happened at the time and we ended up leaving and going bar hopping again and then my boss left and he had to go back to Rosie's for something and I had like seven missed calls on my phone all of a sudden (laughs) and yeah we call him back and I guess right when he walked in we have these big tables like eight people can sit at them they're heavy yeah um and as he walked in it suited across the room like yeah and then all the TVs were on. Wait, all of the what was on? The TVs in the bar were on. And those were off when you guys left? Yeah. Everything was, should have been off because it was closed. Yeah. So yeah, it was crazy. So then what happened after that? Nothing else happened that day. But one time I was opening the restaurant and it was just me and then another female coworker in the kitchen. And then the bartender was a man. Mm-hmm. And we had finished opening and I was talking to my coworker. And all of a sudden we heard a voice say excuse me miss we weren't open yet so nobody should have been in there and nobody was in there so it was really interesting wait was the voice like behind you or in front of you or was it just it was to the right of me i was standing where we would roll silverware there Um, wasn't anything there there was no one there nobody there so you don't work at this place anymore i do not do you ever go in there um yeah sometimes i'll go visit um anything happened since you so yeah my coworkers will tell me things like i know that in the morning the ghost will like play the piano we have this old piano in there and it'll be like a chord i don't think i'd recover from that i I think i would just be right where i was standing yeah when keys start moving that no one is touching I'm yeah. out just that sound right you and know like oh right. I just think of an old creepy off key piano being like burr, burr, burr. so that's Rosie's Bistro in North Dakota if anybody's heading up that way now I want to go to Fargo and Fargo I know <laughs> I wanted to go to Fargo anyway because I love that movie Rebecca about <laughs> fell out when I told her that you were in Fargo, Fargo. yeah she was like Fargo's my favorite movie yeah thank you yeah. so much for talking to us Gabby and again keep us posted if you hear anything else of course so this next one comes from Tracy and uh, she says she loves the podcast and she especially likes the way that Rebecca spells her name because Aww. that's how she spells her daughter's oh, name. Oh, yay! Isn't that sweet? So will you read this one for yeah, us? Yeah, absolutely. When I was about 15 years old, my mother and siblings and I lived in my grandparents' home in Dallas because my grandparents had retired to their lake lot. My mother slept in what was my grandfather's room while I slept in the room next to that. And the wall between the rooms had a heater. I would wake up in the middle of the night to an old woman coming out of the... What the hell? (laughs) Right? Sorry, that scared me. Okay, I would wake up in the middle of the night to an old woman coming out of that heater and towards my bed. What the actual hell? Right? Dear Lord. (laughs) No, Uh, no. The mental image is fantastic. No kidding. She says, here I am. I'm a 15-year-old girl crying because I don't want to go to bed at night and I begged to sleep with my mom. Well, yeah, Yeah. who wouldn't? My mom said it must be her grandmother who died when my mom was very young. Mom said she is just trying to cover you back up as I had a habit of kicking my covers off. I honestly didn't care why she was there. She was 
scared the shit out of me. See, but maybe it's not a bad thing. It's like the mental image is terrifying, but it's just granny pulling the sheets up. I don't know that there's a justification on that, but okay. So she says, one day my mom got a photo album out while we were looking at it. I started pointing and screaming, that's her. Oh my gosh, sure enough, it was my deceased great grandmother. Now my much younger cousin lives in that house today. Oh no. And when she was little, she would tell me about the old lady who would crawl out of the heater. Oh my (laughs) gosh. She said, we would complete each other's sentences about how she looked and what she was wearing. Yeah, I got the address to this place. I know. (laughs) It's here. It's here. It's in Dallas. Can we go? Yes. She says we can go. We can't go inside, but I just wanted to drive by and look at it. Oh my God. I do too. Maybe we can at least like get some EVPs or something outside. We need to just go because we have a handful of haunted locations. So we need to plan like a girly weekend or something (gasps) where we could just go drive around. I'm legit scared of this place. I love. But I love it. She's not a scary granny. She's not. But why is she coming out of the fire? Okay. We got a message on hauntedaf.com. This is from a mom who's looking for haunted spring break plans. She says, I want to stay in Texas and I don't want to spend a crap load of money. I get that. Is there a place to bring our teens where the hotel would kind of put on some ghost occurrences to freak the kids out? <laughs> she says, I lived a f- with my kids. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Oh my God, I bow to your greatness, Carrie. Yes, living to haunt your own children. That is mean and amazing and you're my number one mom ever. I know, ever. I know. And, and honestly, <laughs> she even asked like, would y'all do that? Is that something you and Rebecca would do? And I'm like, then will you no. donate to hauntedaf.com? Because absolutely we could make that work. Just sponsor the podcast. Sure. Come and f- with your kids for you. No, I did want to remind everybody about hauntedrooms.com. We haven't talked about them oh, since yeah, like last it. spring mm-hmm. and it is an excellent resource, not just for Texas. Because if you want to stay in a haunted hotel, you just go to hauntedrooms.com and plug in the city that you're going to and they'll let you know what the haunted places are. Love it. And they'll even let you know if there's any sort of like ghost hunts going on nearby. Right now they have the top 10 most haunted hotels in Texas. Mm-hmm. And some of them I had to call bullshit on because they had Baker Hotel and Mineral Wells. Right. You can't stay no, there. Can't. It's not open. You can't even get close no, it's to being it now. Renovated. Right. So the top three though, the Adolphus Hotel right here in Dallas. I did not know the Adolphus was haunted. Oh yeah. It was built in 1912 and supposedly haunted by a jilted bride who allegedly hung herself there. Now, I took my kids to the Adolphus years ago and some Mm -hmm. of their friends because when we get bored, we just go to like haunted locations. Yeah, that's why we love you, Julie. (laughs) Thank you. And we were like going around and asking the staff questions and they all acted like we were crazy. Because it's the Adolphus and it's like the prestigious hotel in Dallas. Super fancy, right. And so finally, someone there said, you need to go talk to Gerard. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but he was the concierge Mm -hmm. and he had the ghost (gasps) stories. But he actually had a story about there had been a leak at the Adolphus and they had to go in and take all of these photos Uh of the rooms where the leaks were for insurance purposes. Well, one of the photos had this wonderful apparition and it looked like a woman pushing a mop, like she was trying to clean up the water. Oh my god! But it was just this kind of weird outline and it stopped before her legs. So it was fantastic. He showed us the photo. I said, would you please send this to me? And he said, maybe. And then he never returned any of my phone calls. But we did get a really cool ghost story out of the Adolphus. But if you go there, everyone on the staff will act like you're crazy. Of course. Ask for the concierge who likes to tell the ghost stories because hopefully he'll share that photo (laughs) with you. Number two is the Gage Hotel in Marathon. Have you ever seen this place? I have not. I don't think. Well, it's great because Marathon is this teeny tiny town Uh and you drive through it if you're heading down to Big Bend. Okay. So if you're going to Big Bend, this is like an excellent location to stop at. Very small, beautiful old hotel and it's named after this guy, Alfred Gage, who actually died 
died in 1927, the year after he built the hotel. So it's named after him. Supposedly his spirit haunts, haunts it. Yes, room number 10. Ooh. So if you're going and you want the haunted room, ask for number 10 and you'll get messed with all night. Do you want to do number one for us? The oh. number one most haunted hotel in Texas? The Nut House in Granbury. Woo! And we've had how many stories from this place? Two? Um, two that I can think of. You've yeah. been there, right? I've been there. I haven't spent the night. Okay. That's a place we need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because it's right around the corner. And of course, it's allegedly haunted by a ghost of a previous owner, Mary Lou Watkins, who is sometimes seen walking around in period clothing. Actually, if you do go to the Night House, remember, we talked to someone with the Granberry Ghost Tours, mm -hmm. and they do some really fun stuff. So keep that one in mind. Oh, Rebecca. Yeah. Do you know what it's time for? Uh, time for the Yeah, I know. I thought I'd make a new one too, and then I just kind of got over it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're going to stick with the death metal one for Yeah, time. maybe we might play mine every now and then. I think we should. I think we need to change it up. One of these days, someone might actually send us a I Dead Pet of the Week theme Haunted song. Haunted AF. At, what is it? Email? I'm, I'm messing it up now. Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Woo. Let me read the first one because I got one from this girl named Leslie, and I feel terrible. This is one of the first emails that we ever got. Oh. Just real quick my great uncle Jerry lives in Louisville, Kentucky and his friend David lives in this great old Victorian home. Several years ago, Dave decided to host a party and Jerry arrived early to help him set up. Jerry was alone working in the parlor when he saw something out of the corner of his eye. You know, that thing he turns mm -hmm. to look, it's nothing there. Keeps happening several times. Finally, when he turned, he saw a cat run past the doorway towards the interior of the house. Jerry thought this was odd because David didn't own a cat. David came in a few minutes later when Jerry told him he had seen a cat run past. David said, oh, you saw him too? And then David explained that he frequently saw the apparition of a cat when he was in the parlor and that if he sat very still and quiet, the cat would come over into the room, sit on the floor and look at him. Oh, isn't that cute? So yeah. thank you, Leslie. I'm sorry. It took me what? Nine months to finally read your story. <laughs> hey, sometimes they fall through the cracks. Yes. Okay. So I don't even know where to begin with this one because it's not actually a pet. This is like a horror version of Dr. Doolittle-ish. Yeah. Kind of freaky, right? So it says, when I was a child, I woke up in the middle of the night. What I saw was weird for me, but I don't know what to do about it. I saw ghost-like animal figures everywhere in my room. All of them were twisted, wounded, and basically looking like something that shouldn't be alive. Oh my God, that's horrible. Isn't that awful? Their bodies were slightly transparent and they emitted a slight bluish white light. They seemed to notice me, but didn't really care. What I saw terrified me. And the one thing that I remember most was a rabbit. His neck was twisted almost 180 degrees. His eye missing. He came right up to me and I felt weird urge to touch it. The rabbit bit me really hard. I felt a sharp pain, sat up in bed immediately. And I know for a fact that it wasn't just a dream because when I woke up, I had rabbit teeth bite on my hand. Oh, where did you find that? I, so I found it in a comments thread on Reddit. Because oh. somebody was asking if it was possible for there ever to be animal spirits. And I start going through this whole thread of comments. And then I found this story and I'm like, what? My cat is in here and he's very disturbed I by know, this story. I'm so sorry, JB. Oh, I felt bad telling that in front of him. Poor bunny. I know. Ooh. All right. We got two stories this past week. First of all, we've been getting lots of really good voice memos. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for that. But we got two really good ghost stories from people who were talking about 
help their kids. So I'm just going to let these speak for themselves. So this first one is coming from Jack. My husband and I moved into our current home about four years ago. Weird things seemed to happen almost as soon as we moved in. Cabinets that were previously closed, we'd walk downstairs and find that they were open. Doors that were open were shut, knocking here and there. But everything we kind of came across, there was a reason for it. The cats, the wind, the air conditioning. But it was kind of always a joke between the two of us that, oh, our house is haunted. Well, then we had my daughter and things definitely started to get a bit stranger. We've had lights in her bedroom randomly turn on, only in her bedroom. Uh, We've seen shadows block out light. But by far the strangest was when she was six months old, we had put her down for the night and we were hanging out downstairs and we could see her bedroom door from where we were sitting. And as we were talking, we hear her bedroom door open and we look up and the door is three quarters of the way open. And we both look at each other and go, that was shut, right? Yeah, you, you heard it open. Yeah. And then as we were talking to each other and go, okay, well, this is strange. We watched the door, I glance up and I watched the door slowly close. Not slam shut like the a draft had gone in, the air conditioning kicked on, anything like that. It was slowly shut. And then we hear the door very gently latch shut. The way you would, you know, close a door if you're trying to not wake up a sleeping baby. And at that point, my husband and I look at each other and we go, okay, thank you for checking on the baby. You know, we love this house. We promise we're going to take care of it. We promise we're taking care of the baby, but please, whatever you do, don't wake up the kid. You know, and we just kind of chuckle, but it, it definitely unnerved us a little bit. Um, things just kind of spike here and there. You know, we don't have it too often. That was definitely the biggest one. That and maybe the Christmas ornament being thrown at me. But overall, I think it's a friendly ghost. I mean, I guess anyone needs an extra helping hand with a toddler. So as long as it's not mean, I guess I'll, I'll just go with it. Uh- how do we know if it's not mean if you've had an ornament thrown at you? Jack, we need to hear more about the ornament being thrown at you. But I love how chill she is. Oh, and I'd like to say, because we've gotten lots of voice memos where you guys are clearly driving while you're recording <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> Please don't do that. Please be safe. Please pull over. Get to your final destination before you. We had that one girl, <laughs> and she's in the Thanksgiving episode. She's talking about the house. It gets filled up with smoke, and the smoke uh-huh, isn't really yeah. there. You hear her blinker at one point. <laughs> Please be safe. Okay, so this second baby story, this one comes from Valerie. Hi, ladies. My name is Valerie, and I am from sunny California. So my last paranormal experience happened about five years ago, and at the time, my husband and I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. I had just put down my little girl for the night, and she was about six weeks old at the time, so that's kind of important to know, like, her age at the time. And my husband was working late that night, so it was just the baby, myself, and our dog. Anywho, uh, that night, I placed her in one of those bassinet sleepers that you can place on your bed. Not even three minutes after I put her down, (sighs) I'm sitting in my living room watching TV when all of a sudden, as if there was someone behind my ear say in a very stern voice, you need to get her. Now, the thing about this is that the dog, I feel like the dog even perked up in the direction that I heard the voice. For me, that tells me that, you know, I know I wasn't imagining it. And it was almost as if I was hypnotized. Oh, I still get chills. Uh, I got up and walked straight to the bedroom and there was my six-week-old infant on the corner of our bed, an inch and a half away from falling off. And right next to her was this uh, red evil eye uh, protection bracelet that she had on when I put her down. And this thing was laid next to her. 
Now, I am of Mexican descent, and uh, some people do believe that wearing this red bracelet with the all-seeing eye wards off any uh, negative energies or spirits. So seeing my little girl there somehow being taken out of this sleeper and placed in a way that if she were to move, she could easily fall three feet down to the floor. So I quickly picked her up and yelled every single curse word and prayer. I know, interesting combination. To basically tell this thing to back the F off and leave my little girl alone. Now, normally, if I had witnessed anything paranormal prior to me being a mom, I probably would have ran out of the apartment and refused to go back in. But just the fact that this thing or whatever it was had the ability to pick her up out of this little bassinet and place her, it really, it really upset me. I mean, as any mom would be upset. You mess with your kid, it's a no-go. Now, a quick backstory to the area that we lived in. It was in a city called Santa Clara, and the city was established in 1777. So I know it's old. And before we moved into this apartment, I was pregnant at the time and I had left it up to my husband to find us a bigger place. And the only request that I had was that this place had air conditioning. So the hubby quickly found a place that was way bigger and much less than what we were paying for. So without even me looking at it, I said, let's go for it. So move-in day comes and that's when I noticed that we lived about a hundred feet from the city's oldest cemetery. (laughs) It was creepy and it was interesting at the time. I did walk a few times through the cemetery. I never got any bad vibes. So to have to encounter this inside my apartment really made me look at it in a different light. So there was more than one thing that had occurred. I mean, at least three nights a week, we would hear what sounded like a meeting being held in our walk-in closet. I mean, you would hear different whispers. You could never tell what they were saying, but they were saying something. It sounded like it was some type of staff meeting in our walk-in closet. We would turn around and we would look at our closet to find our lights on. So every night we'd turn off that light, go back to bed, only to wake up again a couple hours later to these whispers and our walk-in closet light on. Nothing other than that happened. We only stayed in that place for about a year before we made our big move again. Anyway, thank you girls for doing what you do and for giving us a platform to share our paranormal stories. Uh, Keep up the good work, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Thanks, Valerie. Okay. The meeting in the closet. They were plotting to steal her baby. I feel like we've heard so many stories about closets where there's actually like a panel in there and there's someone living Uh in there or hiding, like where it's not a ghost thing, but it's like- I can't go there. I don't think- because what if that really was what was going on? Was that there were like, like I don't know, homeless people or something living? Girl, that's happened. I know, that has I, happened. I, that's that's why the crap I'm, out of me. Anytime you hear whisper sounds, anything, especially in a closet like that, oh, check the wood paneling. See if there's oh. something behind there. Like if you're living in like an old pier and beam house or whatever, like that is raised up off the ground. Oh, like, ah, that is freaking me out. I yeah. don't like it at all. Well, we got an update from Valerie. Read that. Okay, so she says, the building we lived in is called La Park Apartment and the cemetery is now named Mission City Memorial Park. Back in the day, it was also called Santa Clara City Cemetery. Oh, and she goes, I forgot to mention the cemetery and the apartment complex is one mile north of the famous Winchester Mystery House. Woo! 
Ooh, so this is another place we need to go visit. I know. So I want to do some more research. I mean, on a couple of things. I want to do some research on this old cemetery, because mm-hmm. she said it was like one of the oldest cemeteries there. Yeah. And I also want to kind of figure out how mobile is a six-week-old baby? I mean, are they still just little potatoes at that point, or are they able to move? Because the drawing that Valerie sent, uh-huh. it's like a full size to a queen-size bed. Mm-hmm. The bassinet is up by the pillows. Okay. And the baby, where she found it, is down by the very foot of the bed over at one of the corners. Okay, so at that point, I think babies are like rolling over maybe. But six can you, weeks? Maybe. I said maybe. Oh, six weeks. Six weeks. Oh, shoot. There's no mobility there. That's yeah. when you can take the sleepy baby photos. When my daughter was six months old, I remember she crawled on the bed right off the edge while I was looking at her. It was one of the most horrible mother <laughs> moments I've ever had because I didn't think she could move that quickly. Uh-huh. She was still so little, but that was like six months. And all of a sudden, she's like, truck, 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 boom, and just fell off the bed. Holy cow. As I was looking, because I was trying to no get to it's her all happening yeah. so fast and, and so slow at the same time I just time. couldn't but six weeks yeah no so there's no mobility there that's what I'm thinking like if you have a six week old or yeah. you can give us some clues on that because the idea of a six week old baby being moved that's freaking that's, terrifying yeah. so we'll have to do a little research on that now we've also got a story from our not so haunted hotels author Articus Crow oh my God, I love him he's so cute he really is he is adorable. like adorable and his little family love yeah. it <laughs> and we've also got a lot of great voice memos from you guys so thank you yes. thank you so much please keep sending those haunted afg mail no haunted af podcast at gmail.com and we'll share them all on the next haunted af all right guys don't forget to subscribe to itunes spotify stitcher whatever your platform is that you love listening to you can find us on facebook instagram twitter reddit or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website hauntedaf.com gotta say thanks to andrew mamaliga for our theme song and to on-air media for titles and technical support and of course we gotta thank you the listeners thanks for listening by the way julie if i die first i'm coming back to haunt you oh come back to haunt you too rebecca Aww.